The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I'm so glad to be back here with you guys again this week. To give you a visual, I am in my van, which is also known as my office these days. I'm sitting in the driveway of a friend's house who was giving my son Caleb drum lessons. So Caleb is having his drum lesson, and I thought this is a wonderful time for me to put together my podcast, for me to do my podcast this week. While I'm sitting here and I have a beautiful view of the community they live in. They live in a very nice community and there's a pond and there's a swing and kids are off from school now and they're playing and it's just a, it's a nice little break for me. Um, even though I'm sitting in my van, <laughs> you know, isn't it funny how when you're a mom, things change, like how you think rest should be or, you know, time off should be. It changes. I saw a meme the other day that was so true. It said, my sister called me and said she was stuck for three hours in the airport and I was jealous. And I thought that is so true. You know, as a mom, it's just like three hours with nobody needing anything or wanting anything. That's like paradise. Um, but we are, as usual, you know, we're, um, trying to get all the things done. I have some very exciting news, or I should say very exciting for me. This past Sunday, our church moved locations for as long as I have been a Christian. I have been at this church. My husband grew up in this church and now we pastor that church and it's in a, it's a, it's has been located in a small little farming community in South Carolina. Um, for over a hundred years, that church has been there. But as we prayed for direction, we felt like the Lord was leading us in the direction of a city not too far from us. And so over the last 10 years, we've been ministering in that city. We've been doing outreaches there. We've been having um, prayer nights there, just loving on the people, you know, planting our feet there, looking for what God had for us next. And that's why we opened the coffee shop there. We felt like that was the plan that the Lord had given us. Well, this past Sunday, we had our first service in that city. And so that was surreal. It was just, uh, it was hard to, it's hard to describe because we intentionally, we are not in a permanent place there yet. We are in a gymnasium 
And we did that on purpose so that we could get in the city, get our feet there and kind of decide, you know, what area of the city we need to be in and, and kind of get a feel for the land. We didn't invite a lot of people. It was very small. It was just our group, which our group isn't extremely small. It was probably about 70 of us with kids and everything. But it was awesome. It was wonderful. We just worshiped the Lord together. And it was just a time, really, the whole service was just a thanksgiving. You know, thank you, Lord, that you've been faithful to us and that you're going to show us the way. And it was so funny because many of the kids that are there at our church, including our own kids, have heard this all their life, right? All their life, they've said they've, they've heard, you know, we're going into that city. We're going to do this. We're going to, you know, go there. And this past week we did and some of them even said one of the young ladies she said y'all have been talking about this since I can remember you know we've talked about this and here we are and so it's just an answer to prayer and so I just want to say that um, just to give the Lord you know credit and just give him thanks for what he's done because guys I want my kids to see me not just talking about doing things for the Lord or stepping out for God. I want them to see me do it. And, you know, I want them to see that when we have faith, we do something with it. And we step out into areas, of course, areas where we feel like God's calling us. I mean, we don't step out foolishly. At least we shouldn't. (laughs) Sometimes we do. But it's, it's a testimony to them that, you know, this is how you serve the Lord. And so I just thank the Lord for that, because that was an answer to prayer for us over many years. But today I was thinking about what to share with you. And I want to share with you on the topic of motherhood and the beauty of motherhood. And I just want to tell you that I think that motherhood is beautiful. And the reason that I think motherhood is beautiful is because it is a part of God's eternal plan. It's a part of his original design. And everything he does is good. Everything he makes is beautiful. And, you know, I think sometimes when we look around in the world today, and I know I'm not the only one, um, it can be depressing because you see so much turmoil. You see war. You see confusion. You see hate. You see people who have no idea who they are or why they're here or what they're supposed to be doing. And we all have those questions in our hearts. You know, who am I? What am I here for? You know, what what am I supposed to be doing? And we all have a desire for purpose. And it is sad to me when I look around, I see so many people who have no idea why they're here or what they're supposed to be doing or who they are when there are answers for those things. And as Christians, I believe that is part of our calling. That's part of the Great Commission is go into the world and tell them, tell them there's a plan. There is a God. There's a purpose. Your life was not an accident and he has a good plan for you. And so as a mom, we get to do that at home. And it's such important work. You know, I've heard, and I'm sure you have too, that it's easier to make an impression in wet cement. And as moms, that's what we're doing. We're making impressions in the hearts, in their minds, in the souls of our children that's going to last forever. Because they're pliable at their, at a young age. They're very impressionable. 
They are looking, learning, grasping for meaning. We get to help them start off knowing instead of becoming 19, 20 years old and, and, and having no idea, you know, still searching. They can be about their father's business rather than looking for, you know, what is this world about? So I believe motherhood is beautiful because God designed it beautifully. You know, there is a plan and God in his infinite wisdom decided to make families. He said the you know, he made he made families and family was the first institution that was established here on earth. And it is it reflects him. You know, two people come together in love and they create a a safe place. They create a place where little ones can grow and know him and learn about him and be nurtured until they're ready to go out and start their own family. And so as moms, we have this wonderful privilege of being able to nurture hearts for Jesus you know, the the Great Commission, go into the world and preach the gospel. Well, you know what? Before we go out into the world and preach the gospel, we need to preach the gospel at home. You know, that needs to be our first mission field. And, you know, there I remember as a new mom, I've been in ministry for as lo- almost as long as I've been a Christian. I knew very early that the Lord has called me into into ministry. And so as a as a as a new mom, I struggled with that because there were opportunities. I felt like, you know, should I take this opportunity or should I be doing that or should I be teaching this Bible study or should I be going to this conference? And you know, and as a mom, things change when those little ones come, right? You're not as free to go and do the things that that your heart wants to do or that you used to do. There's an Indian proverb that says, when a baby comes, it ties the mama's feet. And there's a lot of truth in that. You know, when we become moms, we are tied down in a lot of ways. And now it's temporary, but to deny it's true or deny that that's real is not facing reality because babies take time. Children take work. You know, they take, they're a huge responsibility and they take a big chunk of us, but it's good. It is, it's an investment in the future. And so as a, as a young mom trying to figure out, you know, where's my, where's my old life gone? Now, what happened to my old life? I could just go freely and do these things. Well, now what should I be doing with my time? And sometimes I felt like staying at home where nobody saw me, where, you know, only God knows how I struggled in so many ways, you know, with my heart, with my mind, you know, with laundry and these things that just seem to be so monotonous and they happened every day. And, and does it really matter, you know, that I wash the dishes? Does it really matter in, in the big scheme of things? You know, it just didn't seem like very important or sacred work. You know, the Lord did something in me and he started showing me this was my first design before I created, you know, before governments, before, you know, church, before anything else, I created the family because it's the best place to grow little ones who love and know me. 
and you you need to see this in a, as holy work. And so I started seeing the beauty in motherhood. Now I'm going to tell you it it it's hard work, right? And it's ugly work. You know, there were many days where I thought, Lord, I hope the UPS guy doesn't come today um, or he's going to see, you know, somebody that looks like she hasn't bathed in a couple of days, you know, and and hasn't brushed her hair. And, um, you know, because I just I didn't dress up for the job. And so there were days that it was ugly. You know, we would go. I remember thinking I had these wonderful ideas as a young mom. You know, I was thinking we're going to go outside today and we're going to paint the landscape. You know, we're going to get all of the paints out and the finger paints or, you know, sometimes it was the charcoal crayon, the charcoal um, crayons or, you know, just so many so many ideas I had and, and, and it was good for about five minutes and then, you know, chaos would ensue and then somebody had to clean up, you know, <laughs> you know, and it was hard work, but I had to keep believing that it was meaningful work, that it was messy, but it was messy with a meaning. I saw a documentary not too long ago about Vincent van Gogh in one of his paintings they studied this painting and there was like a, a raised place in the painting and it, and they, 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 um, analyzed this painting and they, they x-rayed it and they found out that as he was outside painting that a grasshopper, I guess, had jumped up on his canvas and gotten stuck and he painted over the grasshopper and they x-rayed it and they could actually see the grasshopper that he had painted into the painting and painted over the painting and for, centuries it had been there and nobody knew and it was a million dollar you know over a million dollar painting and it had this grasshopper stuck in it and that just so made me think about you know life is messy and at the moment things happen and you know they just they seem like you know, this is just not what I wanted it to be. This just really stinks. You know, I don't like this at all. But that's just one stroke in a big painting, in a big painting that God's painting. And those strokes matter. And right now, all you see is that one stroke. And maybe you don't like it because it just doesn't look like you thought it should. But after a couple after many strokes and you can stand back and you can start seeing the, the picture take place. And that's what motherhood is like. It's messy in the middle. It's messy on the day to day. You know, it's messy because nobody is cleaning up but you. You know, it's messy because nobody's there to tell you exactly how to do this. You're having to figure it out as you go. And you're wondering, is this making any difference at all? Is anybody learning anything here? Um, you know, this just seems like chaos. But after a couple of years, you can stand back and see the masterpiece that you're not making, that God is making by your obedience. And it makes it so worth it. And it's like, Lord, thank you so much for helping me to hold on when things were hard. Thank you so much for helping me not give up on my ideals when they didn't look like I thought they were supposed to look. And Guys, he does that. He is a, he is a wonderful artist. He is a master artist. He is a wonderful painter and he is painting beautiful things in our lives. And being a mom, as a mom, you are partnering with him. You are part of his design. 
And he has given us the wonderful and the awesome privilege of being a part of him doing something in this earth. And that is raising our children for Jesus. You know, that's our first and utmost and most important mission field. And, you know, I look back and I think, Lord, they're not an interruption to ministry. They are my ministry. You know, they're not a, a, a problem to solve. They are my gift and I get to help. I get to show them you as I'm finding you. You know, I'm looking for the Lord. I'm trying to figure this out. And as the Lord's revealing himself to me, as I'm becoming more like Jesus, as I'm figuring out, you know, that he's with me in this, then they're seeing him too. And they're seeing me grow. I'm becoming mature. And so they are learning what it means to become mature. And, you know, it's awesome. And, you know, and I can tell you that, but you really have to live it, right? You know, somebody can tell you that, but it's when things get messy and when you want to give up and you can step back and look and say, Lord, you really were there for me when I wanted when things felt ugly and things weren't pretty, you were still making something beautiful because guys, I want to tell you, motherhood is beautiful and see the world has rejected it, you know, for years, you know, motherhood or being a mom has started, has been seen as a less than occupation. And I'm not just talking about stay at home moms. You know, it's like you should be able to push aside your motherhood and and have all of these other things on top of motherhood. Right. But I'm going to tell you, nobody is ever going to wish they had worked more hours in the office. They're going to wish they'd spent more time with their kids. And that's our high calling. You know, we have other callings. We have other things that we're called to do. But while you have kids, especially while those kids are little and they're looking to you and they're dependent on you, that is your high calling. He is calling you to be the minister, to be the teacher, to be the one that points them to him and shows them what it means to love and serve God. There is no higher calling, ladies. I'm telling you. It's a, it's a calling you will, once you embrace, you will never regret. And it changes us too from the inside out. I don't know how it works. I just am proof that it works. Amen. Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you today. I hope somewhere in my ramblings that it has been an encouragement to you. And I just want to tell you that I believe in what you're doing because it's so important in this day and time, our children our husbands, our families, our communities, our churches need stable women of God who love Jesus and is going to serve him even through the messy parts, even through even through our own weaknesses. We're still going to serve him. Father, we just thank you for your grace. We thank you. It's always more than enough. We thank you, Lord God, that you take us by the hand and you lead us and you never let us go. And you teach us. And Lord, when we think we're giving up something for you, you're actually giving back to us so much more. And I pray for these ladies today that are listening. I, for these ladies today that are listening, I ask you, Lord God, to so encourage them. I ask you to strengthen them. I ask you to give them the answers that they need. 
I ask you to put other women in their lives, godly women, to encourage them and to bless them. And Lord, we thank you that your grace is always enough. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.